0: community, and I have a story I want to share first. A few months ago, in April, I went on an interfaith peace pilgrimage with an organization that walked El Camino de Santiago in northern Spain. We walked along the coast westward until we got to the coast, and it was beautiful. It was amazing, but I wanted to practice something. Our first night there, the group of 14 interfaith, multicultural, international young adults, and middle-aged and older adults, and basically any adult was there, (laughs) and we shared our intentions. My intention was to become comfortable with the wilderness. I knew I would be walking for miles and miles, and I knew I wouldn't get to choose when I got to eat or rest, and I wasn't going to necessarily decide how many would fit in a room or how much privacy I would get every day. And I wanted to become comfortable in that uncertainty. And the first day was beautiful. Yeah, It was sunny and easy and nice, and we only walked seven miles and I felt so powerful. And the second day, we had a little bit of rain, but it was only for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And my light jacket covered it. So it was great. Again, I was getting a little tired. Didn't sleep that well. We rise at 6, and that's new. So it was a challenge, but, you know, still cute. (laughs) (laughs) Then the third day came. Y'all, it was raining through the night, and it didn't let up when we decided to hit the road at 7 in the morning and it was raining and it wasn't just raining, it was pouring and it felt like a waterfall and an uninvited waterfall, mind you. And I only had a light jacket and it was getting soaked through and my pack was getting heavier and it was miles and miles and now we were in the middle of the countryside. We couldn't see a town and I was getting very tired of it. It was late in the morning and at one point I realized we were walking uphill in the rain, wind was facing us, my head was down so I wouldn't get rain on my face. It wasn't working. <laughs> and my pack was heavier because of all the rain, my feet were tired, and I realized I was very uncomfortable. Something that I wanted to practice came from a quote by Tiknat Han. He's a very popular Zen Buddhist monk that we've spoken about many times here at Hope and I love his work but he and his monk wisdom said it is possible to live happily in the here and now so many conditions of happiness are available very cool I thought Thich Nhat Hanh I like how you think and he says actually more than enough conditions are available for you to be happy right now you don't have to run into the future in order to get more. You don't have to run into the future in order to get more. Much like our Seekers reading, I go to these lectures and workshops and I hear this and I thought, wow, I wanna add that to my personal philosophy, that's very beautiful. But if we remember the Seekers reading, it says you must practice, 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 because rudimentary spirituality is theory. Advanced spirituality is practice. So I'm back on the hill, going uphill, the rain and the wind facing me. It's cold, I'm tired, I'm kind of hungry, and I just don't want to be there anymore. (laughs) I would like to be dry and in my room by myself. (laughs) And I think, how can I practice my intention to get comfortable? Because right now it's not working. I took a breath, and I heard the crunching of silence wet feet on gravel, and I realized I wasn't by myself. I was going uphill, wet, cold, hungry, and tired with 14 other people who took time out of their schedule, flew across the world to get to this city, and were willing to go uphill, cold, wet, hungry with me. And so maybe I could continue, because it warmed my heart. It didn't warm my body, y'all. I was still cold. But it warmed my heart (laughs) to know I wasn't alone. One of the things we covenant as Unitarian Universalists is to believe and recognize that we are interwoven into community, this web of existence we can't be taken out of. And that truth kind of opened my mind to another reality. Yes, I was still cold, but I also wasn't alone. And so I decided to lean into the practice. All right, Thich Nhat Hanh, you say there are more than enough conditions, let's see. And as I walked, recognizing I was in community with people who share meals with me and have comfortable times, but were also willing to walk in the rain, I realized nothing lasts forever. I will be dry again. There have been times in life I was dry and I shall achieve that state again. (laughs) <laughs> These were my actual thoughts. And I carried on. I thought, oh, this is good, okay? And I also will be full again. I've eaten food before, and my God, it'll happen once more. And I continued to walk. And then I thought, I haven't been in Spain my whole life. I won't have this opportunity. Northern Spain, coastal views is not an everyday thing. So I, even though it got the rain in my face, I looked up and I took in the view This won't be here all the time. That's beautiful too, oh my gosh. And I saw the top of this never-ending hill was a stone church, centuries old, all by its lonesome self, and it was beautiful, even with the rain, and I was grateful. I was even grateful to be in that predicament. And I carried on with my journey. There is a family systems theory concept I would like us to kind of unpack today. It's homeostasis. Homeostasis is the balance point, the, the regular, balanced, traditional, normal state of the everyday that a group of people find. It's how a family feels this is a normal day. It's the church feeling, yeah, this is just how the church is, or this is a country saying, well, this is just America. It's our homeostasis balance point. When the anxiety in a situation comes, anxiety comes from tragedy, from change, from questions, from growth. When the anxiety rises, the urge of the group is to return to homeostasis, to what was familiar. We see that in the first reading from the Hebrew Bible of the Israelites. They had just left Egypt no to slavery yes excited and then they're in the wilderness oh that's weird don't like it here very much but then they make a covenant with the new god wow adonai is really cool this god likes to covenant with us instead of just telling us what to do i, I vibe with that right we like covenants here unitarian universalism very respectful and equanimal. and yet they had 40 days of silence I don't know about you, but that would raise the anxiety in the group. We just made a change. We just left our same old, same old. And so the urge of the community was to return. How can we reach homeostasis again? And so they ask Aaron for an idol. And they build one, and they worship one, and they return to the previous way of being, the very system that held them in captivity they longed for. It was the good old days all of a sudden. Do you see that in your own life? Or when things start to change, and it's really uncomfortable, and you think about, oh, those good old days. Remember those times when we were really hungry? Remember those times whenever we necessarily didn't have everyone here, but that was home? (laughs) Memory will do that to you. Anxiety will do that to you. And so I want, since I thought about this, I wanted to emphasize that familiarity does not equate safety. Tradition does not imply justice. The same old, same old does not include necessarily the ideas of beloved community that we aspire towards. That would imply we need to be uncomf- comfortable with uncomfortability, familiar with the wilderness. That only comes through practice, practice, practice. To curate our beloved community, to curate community now, how can we arrive in the present and expand our awareness of what's going on and our place in it? I have found in the stories, and also thinking back on my life and what I've learned, that I have the power at any moment to curate who and how I carry on in my journey. Who and how. During our prayer, you had a moment to be quiet and breathe and become aware of who was with you, to become aware of the interconnected web we are a part of. At any point in our life, when we feel the anxiety rising, how can we become aware of who dared to do it with us. Who's still in the journey? Who still comes up the hill? Who still desires to, to seek out and create new systems of love and connection? Who's willing not only to talk about how much politics are messing up people and dividing people these days, but actually is ha- are having the dinner parties and gatherings where they come together across lines and build bridges through storytelling and getting to know one another, through sharing meals. Who's doing it? Who's going up the hill in the rain, wet, cold, hungry, and tired? You can only find them if you're doing it too. The other part is how you do it. How do we journey up the hill? My priority is sustainable and holistic. If we pace ourselves in a sustainable way, mindful of what we need, mindful of love, joy, beauty, change, our journey can last. We need not burn out after five days, five years. We need not hurt at the end. Because what if we actually enjoyed the journey? What if it was beloved community now It only happens if we do it, if you're there. Today, you have an opportunity. We're having the committee fair. So, there's a space here in the church where you could lean in, right? Practice, practice, practice. Some beloved community, change your role in this space and see where you could fit in and expand. Help us grow as who you wish to see hope to become. There are also areas in your own life, your family, your friends. Where can you lean in and practice? Beloved community. Being comfortable in the wilderness now. May it be so.